0: Ellen, and today we'll be talking about the steps which led to Hitler becoming the Chancellor of Germany. So firstly one of the key actors in this was President Hindenburg and Hindenburg was president of Germany and faced Hitler in the 1932 presidential elections. Now he'd been president since 1925 after Ebert's death and following the Great Depression Hindenburg increasingly ruled through article 48. Hindenburg stood for a second term as president, and Hitler also stood for the NSDAP. Other candidates included Dösterberg in, from the DNVP and Thalmann from the KPD. The SPD and centre parties did not field the candidate this time, so as not to split the vote, for fear of enabling Hitler to win. Although Hindenburg was right-wing and anti-Weimar Republic, he had followed his presidential oath and abided by the constitution thus far. Hindenburg took 49.6% of the vote, 0.4% shy of a total victory. So close. He, Hitler and Thalmann stood in the second round. There, Hindenburg won 53% and Hitler won 40%. It's clear that Hindenburg won because of the Catholic and SPD votes. This was interestingly not his usual support base. It's clear that he was seen as the best of a bad lot. So in terms of the 1932 presidential election, we should just recap that Hindenburg was standing for a second term, Hitler stood for the NSDAP, Joseph for the DNVP, and Thalmann for the KPD. The SPD and Central Party did not feel a candidate as they did not want to split the vote, as this had the potential to let Hitler win. And in terms of the voting results, and there's lots of tricky numbers here, in the first round of votes, Hindenburg's won 49.6% of the votes. And in the second round, Hitler took 40% and Hindenburg took 53%. Enter Francis von Papen. Papen was a Zentrum politician who became chancellor under Hindenburg in 1932. He was a Catholic aristocrat and a Zentrum politician and one of Hindenburg's closest advisers. Papen interestingly left Zentrum two days after becoming chancellor. Schleicher influenced Hindenburg to make Papen Chancellor. He also chose the cabinet. It was a government of the elite with no members from the Reichstag. Papen had little support in the Reichstag, even from the Zentrum Party. It was only the DNVP who backed him. To gain NSDAP support, he lifted the ban on the SA in June 1932. This measure increased political violence on the streets of Berlin again. As the SA fought communists in a gang warfare extension of party politics. Papen used his violence to depose the socialist-led Prussian government and arrest leftist politicians on the grounds of supporting communists. Hindenburg issued an emergency decree making the Reich Chancellor the Prussian minister president. However, Papen could not work with the Reichstag, and thus Hindenburg dissolved it and called for new elections. Which was a disaster for the Weimar Republic. So in terms of Papine's and his success as Chancellor, we know that he could not work with the Reichstag and that he was a Catholic aristocrat originally from the Zentrum party and he came to power because of the influence of Schleicher, who in this instance is a bit of a puppet master. Following the turmoil of Papen's government, elections were held And this demonstrated the rising support for extremist groups, in particular, the Nazi party. The Nazis and communists were both dedicated to overthrowing the Weimar regime. And together they won over half the seats of the Reichstag. With 37% of the vote, the Nazis were the biggest single party. In August 1932, Hitler demanded to be made chancellor with an enabling act, enabling him to issue decrees himself. Hindenburg really disliked Hitler, and not least because of his humble background, and thus refused him. Papen tried to build support in the Reichstag, but was unable to do so. So in September 1932, the Reichstag declared no confidence in Papen by 512 votes to 42, which is a pretty hammering defeat for Papen. So although the DNVP and DVP backed Papen, Hindenburg was forced to dissolve the Reichstag and Hindenburg did not want to call another election, but this would be unconstitutional. Schleicher warned it might cause civil war. So another election was held in November 1932. In this election, the Nazis lost 2 million votes and their share was 33.1%. So still by far the largest party in the Reichstag. But it was the communists who won in, the, in this election as their election votes went up to 16.9%. Together, these anti-Weimar parties controlled half the Reichstag, and so a political deadlock remained. The elites, therefore, asked for Hitler to be made chancellor. Hindenburg demanded Hitler must control a majority in the Reichstag first, but Hitler would not agree to a coalition as it would require compromise. Papen's proposal was to remain chancellor get rid of the Reichstag and use the army to suppress opposition and write a new authoritarian constitution. Again, Schleicher like warned of civil war. His aim was to bring right and left wing together to support constitutional change. So in terms of the November 1932 elections, it's important to remember that the Nazis actually lost some votes. They lost 2 million with their share dropping to 33.1%. On the other hand, the KPT's share of votes went up to 16.9%. The issue was that the right side declared a vote of no confidence in Papen in September 1932. Papen and Hindenburg did not want to call another election, and that would be three in one year, which would be unconstitutional, and Schleicher carried on warning that this might cause civil war. So what did Schleicher and Papen do? They came up with a secret plan. Although Schleicher became Chancellor, it was apparent that his government was weak. Papen developed a plan where Hitler would become Chancellor, and he believed that he could control him like a puppet master. In December 1932, Schleicher persuaded Hindenburg to make him Chancellor. The left-wing Nazi, Gregor Strasser, was Vice-Chancellor. Schleicher developed Brüding's land reforms. But his plan failed because it alienated the Junkers and it failed to win him the support of the socialist election of the Nazi Party. And this is where Papen made his move. Papen wanted to make Hitler chancellor with him as his vice-chancellor. Papen did this because he believed Hitler could be controlled. As Otto Meissner said, Papen won Hindenburg over with, quote, misgivings that a revolt of the National Socialists and Civil War were likely if Hitler was not appointed. Kershaw said in 1991, Hitler needed the elite to maintain power. But by January 1933, they in turn needed Hitler. And so on the 16th of January 1933, Hitler became Chancellor. So, how have historians assessed the Backstairs inquiry? Salomon stated that Nazism came to power as a result of a miscalculation by conservative politicians and the military, after a large number, not a majority, of the electorate had put it in a position to contend for power. Laughlin stated the National Socialists came to power more because of their enemies' weaknesses and failures than because of their own strength. And Harman stated that the generals and industrialists estimated that ruling with the Nazis who would destroy the working class organizations was preferable. So in discussing the steps which led to Hitler becoming chancellor, originally it was actually Schleicher who was chancellor and he came to power in December 1932 and he had his vice chancellor, the left-wing Nazi Gregor Strasser, In terms of the historical perspectives, Salmon on Hitler says that Nazi, Nazis came to power as a result of a miscalculation by conservative politicians and the military after a large number but not a majority of the electorate had put it in the position to contend for power. Thank you for spending the time to listen to this episode about the backstairs intrigue and the steps which Hitler took to gain power. Next time we're going to be focusing on what Hitler actually did when he became Chancellor in 1933. If this episode has got you in the mood for more revision, then head over to SenecaLearning.com, where you can revise all of your A-level subjects absolutely free. And if you're on Apple Podcasts or Anchor, then you will find a link in the bio. But if not, just type in SenecaLearning.com and you'll find us. While you're at it, if you could rate us five stars and subscribe or follow to all of our revised podcasts, which cover every subject you need, then that will help other people to find our podcasts.